Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am your host with the second, in this case the only, most, Brendan Thomas Marritt. Logan is not here today, as he often says about me when I'm absent. He is off living his best life. <laughs> so it's been a couple of weeks since we have uploaded a video. So uh, first a word from our sponsor, and then I'll fill you in on what's been happening. Quit being boring. Uh, just eating dinner and watching TV every night. Next time, pull out a Wongo puzzle and enjoy the conversation and fun that happens when people puzzle together. Wongo's are the perfect balance of a good challenge without being so hard that you stop talking to each other and leave your family forever. Kind of like Monopoly. Trust me, once you try Wongo, you'll never go back to a boring old jigsaw puzzle. They're 100% wooden puzzles, so they last forever. Each piece is hand-drawn, so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun, whimsy pieces as you work through it. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. With stunning designs and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles really and truly are a cut above the rest. Logan has picked up a couple of them, which he's shown you on the channel before. He testifies that he had a riotous time doing them. And uh, I'll be honest, I've got my eye on the snow globe at the moment. That looks like a really fun one to uh, spend an hour or so working on. So what are you waiting for? Go to wongopuzzles.com and pick your puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code from Dublin to Cleveland to get 10% off your order. This is the most fun you've had to the puzzle, guaranteed, or your money back. Go to wongopuzzles.com and use the code from Dublin to Cleveland to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. Use my special link from Dublin to Cleveland to save 10% at wongopuzzle.com. Discount will be applied at checkout. All right, back to the show. So, guys, it's been uh, quite a busy and interesting few weeks. So, uh, Logan has gone to Patmos Island, just like he did last summer, uh, where he is working at some summer camps. Sometimes with children, sometimes with teenagers, salvations have been occurring. Um, hearts that had strayed from the Lord are returning. So uh, please do continue to keep Logan, Patmos, and those in attendance in your prayers. Just lift them up before the throne of grace and magnify Jesus over their lives as he continues to pour out breakthrough after breakthrough, deliverance after deliverance, salvation upon salvation. Uh, don't worry, he won't be gone forever. Um, his internet connection is... <laughs> I don't know if pathetic is too harsh. It's accurate, though. But, <laughs> but uh, if and when we can get him on the show, he will make a reappearance. Um, and then for myself. Yeah, gosh. So uh, a few weeks ago, I went to uh, what's called Bowdenstown Cemetery in County Kildare. Uh, it's on my quarter of the Irish island, a uh, province called Leinster. And uh, I was at a commemoration ceremony 
for Theobald Wolftown. Uh, he's seen as the father of Irish republicanism. Wolftone was born in 1763, and his legacy on Irish history goes so much further than almost any others. Uh, the 1700s were a time of incredible revolution and great change all across the world through the French Revolution, the American Revolution, and uh, Theobald Wolfstone said, ah, sure, we Irish will have one too. We'll have one for the crack. <laughs> Only ours didn't quite go as uh, well, if I can even use that word regarding the French one, uh, as uh, the American one, but uh, all will soon be revealed. So Theobald Wolfstone went to the oldest college in Ireland, um, the Trinity College established by Queen Elizabeth I. And uh, while well, there he was studying law, but he found a particular fondness at the time for history and for debating. Uh, during that time, at the age of 22, he eloped with a young girl he fell in love with, um, who was age 16. And uh, he, he loved her very, very much. He spoke very, very fondly of her over the years. Um, but Irish nationalism and republicanism consumed his preoccupations. The idea of having a free Ireland, not one bound um, by colonialism or, or empire. So he formed a group called the United Irishmen, which by the end of the 1700s had about 300,000 members. So at 6% of the island's population. Uh, he went to France where he sought some help. Um, France and England had a very contentious history. Sometimes people look at the two world wars and say, ah, sure, they were on the same side, they were grand. They, they, were, they were rivals long before that though. And uh, the French were actually willing to send 43 ships and 14,450 men to Ireland to help defeat the British in Ireland and ultimately to liberate the Irish from the British Empire. <laughs> Any of you have ever come to Ireland or spoken to an Irish person, it does not take long for them to talk about the bad weather. And uh, it, it almost seems like a cliche that uh, bad weather is actually what defeated them. Um, I, uh, some people say it was the Lord. I blame demons and the devil. Um, so there was a great storm and the ships could not set sail, which really uh, disenfranchised and demoralized a lot of the sailors, of course, and the soldiers. So in the years following that, um, Wolftone tried to again get a French army um, to come and help rescue Ireland. Um, but Napoleon Bonaparte, he was little less concerned with liberating the wee Emerald Isle. So they didn't really take off at, at all. So eventually Wolftone did um, help inspire another revolution. Uh, some people call it the Wexford Rebellion. Wexford is a county on the southeast of the island, um, quite a bit further south than where I live. 
which is the Northeast. Uh, others call it the Irish Revolution. It's known as both. Both names are appropriate. Um, and eventually, Wolftone did um, come to Ireland to actually help in that revolution. However, he was spotted and he was arrested by the British authorities and uh, not wanting to be apprehended by them or to suffer the indignity of letting them kill him themselves, he offed himself, committed suicide in the jail. So his body is now buried in County Kildare, in a cemetery called Bowdenstown. And uh, yeah, uh, several um, ceremonial remembrance services are held there every year. So I attended one um, hosted by a political party called INTU, which means unity. So uh, yeah, that's how I spent one particularly sunny weekend. Um, I was also at an event in my church recently uh, where a group called Jesus Revolution came. Uh, they have a lot of hip hop dancers, uh, extraordinarily gifted singers, um, fearless testimony givers, and what I can only appropriately describe as prayer warriors. Most of them are very young, you know, teenagers, early 20s, early 30s. Very, very impressive bunch of people. They really love people and they really love Jesus. And their head pastors, uh, a man and his wife, um, were absolutely gorgeous. They just had such beautiful hearts for the leaders that they'd raised up. Um, again, they were very, very passionate about the ministry that they were involved in and the calling. Uh, they had nothing but words of praise and admiration for the their underlings ministerially. And I had never heard <laughs> a pastor um, preach and sing and dance on chairs before. It was, it was pretty whack, pretty wild, but an incredible group of people. Uh, they're going all around the major cities to all the countries on earth, so far as I know. And uh, yeah, if you have the opportunity to be part of that, I couldn't recommend them more. Uh, another weekend, I went to an event called TSNL, which stands for The Supernatural Life. And uh, again, some more of God's kids who are just excited about what God's doing on the earth today, who have not seen how evil the world has gotten and decided to tag out, sit on their rapture rug and just wait for the end of days, but who believe that God is going to push back the darkness in our time. And instead of roll up the rug or the tapestry of reality and call it quits, is instead going to repay those who are faithful, who are standing, who have not bowed the knee to wickedness in all its forms, whether race-baiting, enforced jabs, lockdowns, COVID restrictions, um, the green agenda, and all this nonsense, um, but rather 
is going to repay with revival, with deliverance, with great and amazing salvation. Um, and I've since actually joined their group and become a paid subscriber and member uh, just to learn more about stepping out in faith, praying for people in the moment, out loud. Um, it's something that we can never really know too much about. There's always more we need to know. We can always be more encouraged. We can always be braver and step out more for Jesus and help rescue people in the same way that someone stepped out to help rescue us. Um, and actually, I've just returned <laughs> from the cinema. Uh, I went to see the movie, The Jesus Revolution. It was great. A uh, little fast-paced at times, but I get that they were trying to compress a, a lot into a short space of time. But a very, very well done, very inspiring movie. But it does look at the reality, sadly, um, of what passes for church culture, where envious can set in. Um, perhaps feelings of inadequacy and wanting to be used in a certain way that God's using other people rather than being who we were made to be. Uh, and also looking at instances in which we can forget that we are in this rescue mission, working for God and with God, rather than God's program um, being exclusively, exclusively reliant on ourselves. Um, sometimes we can let pride in and we can think, oh, well, you know, if I don't do it, nobody will. If I don't partake or participate, God can't move, which is a fallacy. So um, it didn't shy away from, from, from those elements, which I appreciated. Um, it's not often these days you see a clean movie, but it, it was. Um, you know, it had, it had hippies. It features drugs but it still feels very clean while still being very authentic. The videography was great, especially when the hippies were on their <laughs> drug trips. Um, and also I really liked how authentic and realistic the inter-church congregation uh, relationships were. Um, you know what happens when the head pastor gets upstaged by the new, younger, more unconventional teacher. What happens when you have been used by Holy Spirit very publicly, but then you call it wrong one day and you get berated for it, challenged, disciplined, humiliated, embarrassed, offended? What happens when you <laughs> step out um, for Jesus and you think it's going well or where they use the movie is awesome and then that church leader contacts yours and disinvites you from ever coming back <laughs> so uh, it, it deals with all these different power dynamics that we see in christendom so it was uh refreshing to see them 
being played at it very authentically. Um, so yeah, that movie was uh, was spot on. You know, you're looking at hippies, you're looking at drug takers. Um, but no matter what age you are, it, it it was done with a certain level of accessibility and appropriateness, and uh, very respectfully, actually, even if you disagree with a lot of what the characters say and do and how they do it, especially while living in their sin, or uh, getting competitive and or offended uh, with other uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. <laughs> I'd sooner watch uh, Jesus Revolution again than much of the woke nonsense that's been hitting our cinema screens over the last number of years. And I believe it has come out at a very prophetic time in world history, the Jesus Revolution, where uh, big, incredible things are about to take place on the earth. Um, God's justice revealed like never before. His spirit tangibly felt like never before. And the name of Jesus, acknowledged, revered, lifted high and worshipped on a scale that this world has never before witnessed. So be encouraged, friends. In fact, in 2017, God gave me a dream in which I saw witches and vampires on all the TV screens. And I walked outside a building, which is very, very dark, into a street and all the people were zombies. But as I continued down the path, I saw the Red Sea of Egypt part, just like it did in the book of Exodus, with a with a dry land between. And on the opposite side of that, incredible, shining, revival light. And it was very clear to me what the dream meant then. I didn't necessarily know how it would all unfold. But God was saying that there would be a time, <laughs> and we've lived through it, we still are, in which on all the media stations, there'd be witchcraft, lies, fake news, um, the manipulation of numbers, of truth, of images. Um, people saying things contrary to God's word and the spirits of rebellion with the intention of subverting societies, hiding truth and manipulating the masses. Why were the vampires there? To suck the life out of you. And when I went into the streets, I saw the nations had been zombified through fear that even the saints by and large, had been worn down. The fight, by and large, just beaten out of people. But the message was very clear. To hold on. Because a Red Sea moment is coming. God's not just gonna wash away the wicked forces in Egypt this time. But he's bringing justice upon the wicked leaders on a global scale. Put it that way. 
And, uh, gosh, what else has been happening in my life? Yeah, you know, there was one area of my life very recently, um, maybe three weeks ago, where there was a betrayal, actually. I won't go into all the specifics. I'm not going to misrepresent someone or risk misrepresenting someone who's not in a position to vindicate themselves. But uh, at first I thought it was one spiteful person and one village idiot. <laughs> Turns out it was three of each, actually. Um, and normally, you know, when the enemy tries attacking me through people, I, I couldn't care less. Um, it, it's like water off a duck's back. I don't let it in. I choose not to. I've got better things to do. But I don't know, this one was different. It just hit differently. It was in the context of something I was very passionate about, very involved in. And the attack was very well coordinated. To make it personal, it was a proper character assassination. And I was being used as a scapegoat um, for other people over something that wasn't even a bad thing. So <laughs> that's my very vague description. Um, but it's interesting, two days before it happened, or at least before I was made aware of it, uh, one of my aunts, who's a pastor, who we may have on the show at some point in the future, uh, gave a teaching actually on offense within the body of Christ. These people are not Christians, but that's what the teaching was on. And she said, when we get hurt or offended, our first course of action is often just to forgive automatically. Um, not to hold an offense against the person, but we don't always see to get the wound healed that the attack left. And she said, while well, forgiving people is great, it is also good to process the pain. And I thought, really? I mean, I pick the pain as best as I can and that, that I feel and have to contend with, but processing it. And the reality is, if certain things mean nothing to us and are like water off a duck's back, but certain things just hit differently, the wound is deeper, more damaging, more severe, more agitating. It has hit a weak spot. What is the weak spot? Why is it there? Why is that the thing that almost takes us out? And uh, it was quite interesting, actually, that this was the first time I said, okay, why did that get to me? So it probably took me about a week to uh, put the language to it. And ultimately, it was a betrayal. It was a betrayal from superiors and inferiors, um, or subordinates, if you will. And what the issue was is based on something that, that I'd put together and for work. I didn't say anything wrong. It was all above board. It was totally fine. But weak-willed individuals 
allow themselves to be swayed by those who are very, very weak in terms of morality. And what hurt me was not the fact that unbelievers did what unbelievers do, that the immoral allowed themselves to be deceived yet again. It was the treachery and the willing cowardice and attempt to use me as a human shield to protect themselves in the issue. Again, I know it's all <laughs> very, very vague. Uh, it makes perfect sense to those who are directly involved. Um, but again, I'm not I'm going to the specifics. Um, but they're not there to justify their actions. But yeah, that, that really took the wind out of my sails, actually, um, for a couple weeks. The first week in particular really, really messed me up. It disturbed me, actually. Um, so for yourselves, you know, if you are in that place of offence, or you feel let down, or someone has let you down, or you've been betrayed, or, or abandoned, or attacked, or your character has been assassinated, especially by those who know better, or should know better. What I want to pray over you today is Malachi, final chapter, second verse. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings and in his light beams, and you will run and jump like a young calf. That healing is soul healing power, dunamis dynamite power. The power is in Jesus' light, and it heals the soul, and it heals the physical. It restores it confounds <laughs> the most brilliant minds on earth. It causes a complete and utter 180. It turns sorrow into joy, sadness into gladness, death into life, hopelessness into true hope, a joyful expectation to behold, to see and to walk in the total, absolute goodness of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, and amen. Receive it, friends. So that's just a, a summary of the last couple weeks in my life. So I hope that you've uh, enjoyed hearing that synopsis. And uh, you know what, I'll be back next week for you with a fuller and more <laughs> dynamic and intentional program the likes of which you've come to expect and the likes of which you deserve and uh who knows logan may or may not also be with me um you will know when i know which will probably be the very same day <laughs> so guys have a super special awesome wonderful week may praise be ever found in your lips celebrate anti-dice cream. And if you have any thoughts on the show or you'd like prayer for anything, do not hesitate to contact us 
at fromdublintocleveland at gmail.com. Bye-bye for today. Ciao.